Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I am Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we're going to discuss the option to preview IGTV videos in stories and new Pinterest ads tools. And our special guests are going to be Jen Herman and Elisa Meredith. Before we get to that, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Social Media Marketing world, you can join 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you, the marketer. It's social media examiner, social media examiners, social media marketing world 2019. And in fact, there's a sale ending today. So head on over to smmw19.com. It's a major sale, like a major award. So uh, before we bring our guests on, we got a couple of quick little news items to bring up. Uh, Take it away, Kim. Okay. Well, the first news item is that Facebook has begun shipping Portal and Portal Plus devices. If you don't recall, uh, Portal is its new video calling device that makes it easy to stay connected with friends and family. And it's available to purchase in the U.S. starting this week and you can find a complete list of features on the Facebook Facebook newsroom blog at newsroom.facebook.com and you can also get a really thorough review of Portal and Portal Plus on TechCrunch just go to Tech TechCrunch and search for a Facebook Portal review and so you can also go to portal.facebook.com to get more information or to go ahead and purchase one today very cool Uh, Next up, Facebook is adding new controls for the Facebook Pixel and offline events. Uh, Over the past several months, Facebook's been working to improve transparency and accountability in their advertising. We all know this. And as part of that effort, Facebook's rolling out new controls for sharing the Facebook Pixel and offline event data with third-party third-party providers like ad agencies and marketing partners who run campaigns on your behalf. And so in order to begin sharing pixel or offline event information with another business that's going to be working for you or with you, you'll need to define your business's relationship with that business and so that you can share data with and uh, review and reaffirm your compliance with Facebook's existing business tools, terms of service, etc. So interesting, interesting to see. Yeah, and this one's super interesting too. So soon Facebook Messenger is going to have an unsend option. So when you send a message in Messenger, you will have 10 minutes after you sent it to delete the message. But 
what's the funny part about this is back in April, TechCrunch revealed that Facebook had been covertly deleting messages sent by Mark Zuckerberg and other executives <laughs> from people's inboxes. So they said that it, they did it for corporate security in the wake of the 2014 Sony Pictures hack. So that little admission basically put another dent in the company's reputation. And as a concession, it promised to open the function up to everyone. So coming soon, we're going to be able to unsend messages, which is going to be really great, I'd say, over the weekends and especially the weekend nights and those. (laughs) What are you implying there, I don't I don't know. (laughs) I choose to look at it this way. Mark Zuckerberg was a beta tester of one for this feature. Let's put it that way. So. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the uh, latest news. Let's get into our segments here. Uh, First up, we've been uh, joined here by Jen Herman. Jen, welcome to the show. Hello. Happy Friday. Yes. Uh Very happy Friday. So, Jen, uh, quick, quick bio for you. You're a social media consultant, a speaker, many times speaker at Social Media Marketing World, uh, Instagram expert, blogger, uh, and you have the ultimate beginner's guide to Instagram. And that's really cool. So, uh, (laughs) so welcome. (laughs) Let's, Let's, so we've got a lot of little uh, pieces of Instagram news here, and we'll pull them all together into this segment and get everybody updated on what's going on with uh, what's rolling out for Instagram, what's being tested on Instagram, etc. So, uh, first up, Instagram's rolling out an option to preview IGTV videos. It is so hard to say IGTV sometimes. Um, <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> uh, to preview IGTV videos in stories, which feels like the missing piece, yes. maybe. What do oh you God, think? I'm so excited about this. So since they launched IGTV, there has been this kind of disconnect, right? Like IGTV kind of lives on its own platform in some ways and it it's integrated, but it's not really integrated and they're trying to get people to watch it. But if you're on Instagram, you kind of have to leave Instagram to go watch an IGTV video. And people have found some workarounds to tease their IGTV in their stories by putting a swipe up link or they've allowed people to use IGTV links in their stories. But it required a lot of like planning and work to do that kind of cross promotion. Now there's allowing you when you upload an IGTV video, there's a feature built in immediately to say, do you want to share it to your stories? And in doing that, you get a single image. It's not a video. It's not a clip of the video. It's a single image from like a screenshot essentially of your IGTV video that goes to your stories. And when it goes there, if someone taps on it, it immediately opens the IGTV video for them. So if your audience is normally watching your stories and interacting with you there and getting your news and information and updates, this is a really, really easy way to get them over to your IGTV channel to watch your latest videos. I think the other cool thing is it feels almost like it's a seamless transition. Yes. Because vertical video over on IGTV showing up inside of stories where it's vertical images and video. Yes. Uh, kind of makes it feel like you tap it and it's just zoop, like it just opens right up. It's yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Uh, I, I think the clumsiest thing about IGTV is having to figure out how to get to what it is I want to browse or search for or watch over there, which is yeah. kind of why personally I've not necessarily been doing much with it. But, you know, I don't know. I think this could this could maybe change that around if I can 
go through my stories. It, sound, it sounds like I'm, old, I'm an old lady watching my soap operas. <laughs> I can watch I can my stories. Can watch my stories. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, but if, it is because it's an integration that if you're yeah. in there with the people that you're already following, like if I'm already seeing social media examiner stories on a regular basis and interacting with them, if you guys have uploaded an IGTV video, I'm going to see that story that says, hey, we have a new IGTV video, literally tap here and then you're watching it. So like you said, it's that yeah. seamless yeah. transition. This is a big missing link for, I think, more views on IGTV. Um, I know there's more coming. There's no way that this is the only integration there. I'm sure there will be more uh, announcements in the future, but it's definitely a big step. Yeah, I I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Kim, are you watching any Instagram? Sorry, IGTV videos (laughs) at all? No, no, the only one that I really watched was one with um, Jennifer, whatever, married to Ben Affleck that one she had like a cooking thing and oh, i like garner. that yeah jennifer garner yeah i love jennifer her. garner she um, has some really good ones she's so good with yeah. her instagram i love her instagram yeah. account yeah she hmm. is very good and so that i've watched that but that's about it and but I, I i probably will watch more now that there's previews in stories and if there's if the preview is enough to tease me into watching it then i will so those previews better be pretty good and that's the thing yeah. and i i haven't had enough time to really play with it um but I've been told that you can't add stickers to that preview. So I think that if that becomes an integrated feature down the road where you can add more content to that preview and, you know, have the text overlays or stickers and things that allow you to talk more about what's in that video, that will lend itself to more uh, of that kind of follow through and click through rate. But it is definitely something where you want to make sure that that preview is enough to capture your audience to say, oh, this is a video I actually want to go watch. Okay, cool. So, so this is being tested. It's not out there fully globally just yet or anything, but it's uh, rolling out now, Okay, which we all know means it's essentially available, but not <laughs> everyone will have the feature or functionality. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of those, you know, the typical Instagram, we're rolling it out and, you know, I'm still waiting on features. I just saw uh, somebody posted, they're still waiting on the music for stories, you know, oh, wow. all of these global rollouts. Oh yeah. I don't have music on my main profile, but I have it on my other two. Like it's weird how certain features roll huh. out to some accounts and not all of them. So mm-hmm. if you don't have this one, don't, don't, don't harass me and ask me when you're going to get it. Cause I don't know. <laughs> you have to wait and be patient. Uh. Gosh. Uh, so speaking of more here to talk about uh, in terms of what's this next one? So it's, it's promoting stories from a business page. So it's basically so right now when you are on Facebook, you can, you know, boost a post when you're on Instagram, you can promote a post promote and boost are essentially interchangeable words why they couldn't just name them the same thing. I don't know. But promote is where you take a regular Instagram post and you promote it as an ad. Now they're rolling out the option to promote a story post. So you can take one of your existing stories and actually promote it as an ad. So you don't have to build it in the actual business or ad manager. You can just build it as a regular story and then go, oh, this one's performing really well. I want to essentially boost or promote that story. So they're rolling out that functionality for more ad placement. Couple things to be really cautious of. As far as I know, you can only promote one single 
photo or video. So if you have a story that is a component of five or seven pieces, mm. you're not promoting the entire story. You're promoting one single component of that. So does it substantiate itself on its own? Does it need the before and after slides of that story to tell the whole story? Uh, if it does, then it's not worth promoting. You want that story to be something that is really organic to your target audience. We, you know, we've already seen all the bad ads that show up in stories or anywhere else on social media that just stand out like a blaring red flashing light because they look so different than the type of content you normally look at. So we want your story to be organic and flow with the type of content that you're of the audience that you're targeting. Gotcha. Okay. And and, and ultimately what this is going to do is, is it's going to make it so that in effect, uh, not just the people who normally look at your stories will see it. It's going to get it out there to a, a niche, a target, in other words, right? Right. You can set your ad set so you can do your target audience, whether it's a saved audience, new audience, those sorts of things. Um, although I'm pretty sure, I think for the promoted post, it has to be from a either like a set audience or like a previously <coughs> saved audience. Um, but yeah, it would allow you to get that story out. So let's say you were using that to promote, you know, a new IGTV video or to promote a new blog post or to promote something that you've got going on, maybe a sale or something like that, you could use that as a promoted post, which would then put it out into the story feeds as an ad placement of tons of people that would not normally see your content. Yeah, very interesting. I I actually kind of like it. And I I actually have less issue with stories ads than I do some of the ads that come through my Instagram feed. But overall, I have less issue with ads on Instagram than some of the other platforms. So yes, (laughs) we've said said a number of times. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I will go through and I'll be going through uh, either Instagram ads, sorry, Instagram stories and see an ad and be like, oh, interesting. And I'll actually stop and swipe up or whatever. And going through the newsfeed, not the newsfeed. What do they call it? Is it called newsfeed on Instagram? Yeah, it's your Instagram feed. It's not newsfeed, it's the Instagram feed. But yeah, newsfeed is Facebook. Feed is Instagram. (laughs) You learned it here. Um, (laughs) When I'm swiping on Instagram's feed and I find an ad, they're pretty good ads. Like they know what I like and they, and so I will bookmark them to come back to and check stuff out. I have bought stuff off Instagram before. So. It works. I'm the first person to be guilty of that. I'm like, yeah, ads. I I did not delete my history, so I'm getting good targeted ads. And I'm like, yeah. yep, bye. Oh, I need that. I don't need that, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if people are taking more care on Instagram with their ads, whereas with Facebook, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's just become whatever. And targeting is a lot of times sloppy. I wonder if people really are making much more of an effort with Instagram because I love the ads I get on Instagram and they're so different from the ads that I get on Facebook. I hope so. And it's one of those things where I do feel like there are some times where you know when someone's taken an ad that was designed for Facebook and they just agreed to run it on Instagram because it just does not look like an Instagram quality content image or video or whatever it is. Um, and we still see those, but I do agree. I think a lot of the ads that people are running on Instagram, they're getting smart to the fact that they have to be Instagram-centric content. It can't be just a bold kind of graphic image with text. And not that you can really get away with that on Facebook, but it's that appeals more to a Facebook viewer. Facebook, they want organic, beautiful images and things that flow with your content. And I feel like people are putting better effort into that. So hopefully that really is the case. 
Yeah, that I must think be it's, it's, what it is. It's Facebook's fault for that happening, though, because they're the one that encourages everyone to use automatic placements. An automatic placement oh, yeah. shoves your ad onto Instagram. And so they, they almost make it where like, oh, if you don't use automatic placement, you're not going to get reach or your, your CPM is going to be too high or whatever. And so I blame Facebook. <laughs> well, how do you really feel? <laughs> Speaking of Facebook, so Facebook is beta testing Instagram account and advanced page analytics. So Jen, what what exactly is this? So right now, you can run Instagram ads, as we were just talking about. Um, This was actually a great segue. And so, but in your analytics for your Instagram ads, it's been a very basic level ad set, you know, analytics, like you kind of get a little bit of information about the reach and the exposure and that sort of thing. But then you look at your Facebook ad analytics, and you have like 2000 pages of data on your Facebook ads. And so now they're making the analytics for Instagram more robust, they're adding a ton more information regarding uh, retention or regarding clicks regarding conversions. Uh, there's a ton more information that's going on in the back end now of that analytics for your Instagram ads, so that you can better track the ROI and your conversions much more comparable to what you're doing with your Facebook ads. Gotcha. I, I like this. I mean, Kim, for somebody who's digging around in Facebook ads all the time, this is similar, right? It's it, this is not jarring to you. No, it's not jarring. It's pretty. It's pretty basic compared to Facebook analytics. It's I kind of like it better. It's not so overwhelming. <laughs> so I mean, it's very clear data and data that you actually need and can use. It's actionable data, so I like it. I'm happy they've come out with something. Yeah. I would say anytime that anyone's willing, any network is willing to give us more granularity and uh, I don't know what another word would be that I was going for, but just basically more data. Anytime they're willing to give us more data that we can start looking at and make better decisions on is welcome in my book, even though I don't think we're seeing more of that. Even in the Instagram app, not for your ads, but just your Instagram analytics for the business profiles, I've noticed like they've added one more little piece of data here and one more little piece of data there. Like they're slowly adding more content to the Instagram analytics in the app as well. And I think that as, and I I don't want to blame this on any specific instance, but given the fact that the previous co-founders of Instagram are no longer at the company and uh, Facebook has more control over what they can and can't do. we're seeing all of these changes in the last six weeks. I'm sorry, I don't find this a coincidence. Uh, but I, they are noticing like these, you know, kind of sl- subtle shifts, um, just even in Instagram analytics. So I think we're going to see more and more data showing up and, and more information just within the Instagram platform, not even just the ads. Interesting. Uh, is this something that's out there across the board right now? Or is this again, one of those things that's rolling out? Uh, it's in the rollout now. So it, okay. it should be coming. Um, actually, no, I take that back. So it's technically rolling out. Uh, but for this ad, you have to actually, this um, ad information, you actually have to uh, like subscribe to it uh, or apply to it. So it's kind of in a beta right now. So in the link that Grace uh, dropped in the chat, um, that will take you to the page where you can actually sign up for this uh, analytics feature. So it's not something that everybody has yet, um, but anybody can apply to it. So you can go submit your application for it. And then if you get it, you'll have all that, that data. And then obviously, because this is a rollout um, as kind of a beta stage, we can assume that there will be changes to it before it launches globally. 
Very cool. And we will also include that link in the show notes for this episode, which you can find on socialmediaexaminer.com in the Saturday article. So make sure to, if you're listening to this after we've recorded it live and we've put it in the can and pushed it out, that uh, you go over to that article and grab that link and you can apply. So very cool. I think we skipped a section. Did we, did we, did we, did we miss something? I, I think what did we, we miss? C, where Instagram is allowing you to use Facebook we did. stories as a place. We did. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Let's <laughs> <go>. <laughs> I felt well, like you're going fast. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so C, C, Kim, you, you're on the ball. Good. Uh, Instagram <laughs> expanding stories ads for brands to Facebook. So. This one, we, so we were talking about stories earlier. This would have yeah. fit perfectly there. Just imagine we did it then. But yeah. Just back it up a little bit. So let's, let's drop this in and uh, talk about this. So Facebook stories, now they're giving additional placement uh, for Instagram stories ads campaigns. Um, what all does this mean? So, and I haven't really, like, I honestly haven't played with this one. So this isn't one that I'm super familiar with. Um, but I mean, we've seen the big changes to Facebook stories. Um, they are adding more and more functionality Facebook stories that we're used to seeing in Instagram stories. So this seems like a natural kind of transition to allow your Instagram stories kind of into your Facebook stories. Um, you know, now they're adding like the, I think they're, at, have they added the swipe up feature to the Facebook stories now? Um, but it, they're adding like stickers and more of the functionality and things that we see Um on the Instagram stories. So this is, I think this will be interesting. I think it's, again, it's, you know, kind of my point of, you know, Facebook, you know, with the outset of the, the Instagram co-founders, we're seeing the Facebookification of Instagram and the Instagramification of Facebook, um, you know, kind of the, the cross, you know, breeding of the two um, because they know what's working on one platform. So then why wouldn't it work on the other? And I think, I don't know if this is, necessarily the best thing i'm not super excited about this one to be honest i kind of like when things have their separate worlds um but i think it was inevitable that we're going to start to see this kind of crossbreeding between the facebook and instagram stories well here's a question that i had they made it sound as if you can use facebook as a stories placement as an extension of your instagram stories placement But what I was wondering is, can you use it as a standalone placement? If you're not doing, if you're not advertising to an Instagram story, can you go ahead and advertise to a Facebook story alone? And that's the, I'm with you. Like the way I read it was that it's, if you have one, you can have the other. I don't know if you have the standalone option. And I think eventually, yes, that will be the case. Um, But, you know, I mean, let's face it, Facebook is all about where can you put ads, you know, and now that the Facebook stories has gained momentum, it, you know, this is the inevitable direction that we all know is going to happen. So, um, I mean, and if you have an ad that's working well on your Instagram ad or something that you expect to perform well on your Instagram stories ads, it makes sense that you'd want to push it out to your Facebook audience. Um, But again, that's that kind of auto placement. And I always caution against these things because it's like you are talking to two different audiences with two different tones of voice and, and interest levels. And it's... I'm like, so not the proponent for running them congruently. I'm like, run Instagram as Instagram and run Facebook as Facebook, which mm-hmm. is why I don't love this new feature. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, people will use it and try it. And maybe it does help get, you know, a little bit more bump in, in exposure with those ads. Maybe it will increase the quality of the ads on Facebook. 
this is entirely true. That could happen. We were talking about that earlier. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Jen, I, I'm glad we uh, Kim, I'm glad you brought that up. And Jen, I'm glad you were here to talk about it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> before we let you go, I want to say uh, where can or ask where can people find you uh, online? So you can always find me everywhere as Jen's Trends, Jen with two N's, um, at Jen's underscore trends on Instagram, jenstrends.com. And I also have a super awesome membership program right now called 360 Marketing Squad, uh, which is myself and three others. We are 360 degrees of social media marketing solutions for your business. And you can find out more about that at 360marketingsquad.com. Very cool. And I know who the other three people are and they're good people too. So they're pretty awesome people. We won't list them off, but you know, they're good. <laughs> you can find out when you go to the website. <laughs> yes. Very cool. It's a surprise. So Jen, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank you. Happy Bye, Friday. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. Before we get into our next segment, I want to remind you that there is a sale ending today for social media marketing world. It's a big one. I'm not going to go into numbers, but I will say this. It's a big one. So, hey, shh, don't say it. So head on over to smmw19.com. That's where you will find the uh, information all about the um, the conference. And uh, and I should say this, uh, Jen is speaking there yet again this year. So why not? Come see her, come see me, come see Kim, come see Jeff, come see Mike. I'm, now I feel like romper room where I'm like, I see you, so-and-so. Anyways, that did, that makes me seem real old. But uh, And then I also, see I see Elisa. <laughs> well done. Yay. So, Elisa, welcome to the show. I'll be there, too. I bought my ticket at the last event, so... I knew nice. I had to do that. So, yeah. but welcome. Thank you to the show. Thank you to the show. That's not Thank a thing. It is show. now. I just invented it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Alisa, you're yeah. your content marketing manager at Tailwind. And also you're a visual marketer. You're a lot of the people out there know of you as a Pinterest person. And we can't always just have Jeff come on. Come on. That's not fair. No. So, <laughs> so we had you come on this time. And uh, we've got a, just like with Jen, there's a lot of little pieces that pull together into one big Pinterest segment. So let's start jumping into all these different pieces. So yeah. this first one here is carousel, uh, I should say promoted carousel ads. Right. So you can do, organic carousel pins, but you can also do, you can promote them. You can only promote them on mobile. Um, But what's interesting about it is you can have up to five different images. And as long as they're the same aspect ratio, of course, they always recommend that two to three, right? So about 600 by 900. Um, They should all be the same size for it to look right. But you can have a different link for each one, a different description for each one. And what I really love about them is it allows you to tell a story. So I created one for um, a feature of the Tailwind product for Instagram, which is hashtag finder. So the first one is kind of a little introduction and um, it even says swipe left to learn more, right? So you're encouraging people to look through your pins before they click to go to your website. So before you pay <laughs> for a click to your website, you're encouraging them get the whole story, right? So hear about, okay, this is how, this is your pain point and this is the solution and here's what you do now. So you can build that all in to one carousel pin, which is pretty cool. So it's almost like one, it's almost like a group of, 
what we're familiar with on Instagram or Facebook of story slides because they're these vertical images and you're swiping through them. And so it, I like that idea of telling the stories. It, it is beautiful. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, um, when Pinterest moves from the two tap system where you click on a pin and then you, you see the enlarged pin and the description and everything, and then you can decide, do I want to go to the website? Well, now, of course, anytime you click on a promoted pin, it takes you directly to the website, whether you're on desktop or mobile. Um, so what that's doing is it's increasing click-through rate, um, decreasing cost per click, but also making for a little bit of a higher bounce rate for some people, um, a lower conversion rate. So I'm hopeful that for people who've had that issue, and it's not for everybody, but um, that they can use these carousel promoted pins to kind of get people more of the story before they decide to click. I'm wondering if there's a retargeting possibility for people who didn't necessarily click through, but did swipe through the carousel. Is that possible? Not yet. Not that I have seen, but I wouldn't be surprised because you can do retargeting based on actions on pins, such as um, a close up, right? Or a save or a click. Right. So I would, I would think they'll probably add that in. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, but yeah. I think these are I think these are great, like to be able to create a collection of uh, again, it almost seems like it's a collection of of Instagram stories found yeah. on Pinterest all in one pin. And right. I mean, I mean, I could see somebody doing, for example, something that's ever popular on Pinterest, a recipe where it's like shows you a couple of the different steps. And it's like, oh, I have that ingredient. Oh, I I can do this. I, you know, right. and you get it. Or, so Yeah. Or even a DIY project, right? So mm-hmm. here, are, here are your five simple steps to go from this to that. I think it, it gives a lot of possibilities. Um, I was asking my ad rep about it. You know, they're so new. It's hard to tell what they're going to be good for. Um, she said that they, they've so far found that they're really good for awareness and traffic. So if that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm trying them. I just tried them. So I can't tell you how they're going to work for us, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, as a person who isn't doing a lot of Pinterest browsing, uh, seeing the example here, though, is catching my attention. So I could, I'm making the assumption that it would catch my attention as I was scrolling through Pinterest. So it probably yeah. will. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> if people do them well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, So something else that's uh, new in the world of Pinterest is Pinterest has updated their self-serving ads tools. So what's the updates here? Oh, so many. And it's kind of, they've kind of been sneaking them in for months now. So it it was looking at this release was like, oh yeah, that's right. That happened. Um, The reporting now is amazing. So you can look at your dashboard and you can adjust the table by the view that you want to see. So whatever metrics are important to you is what you can say, okay, this is what I want to see in my dashboard. Love that. So, so much easier than before. Um, but probably the biggest change that we've really been waiting for for a long time is that you can now duplicate campaigns and ad groups. So before, if you had a campaign or an ad group that was working really well, you would have to go in and figure out what targeting you had used and then recreate that from scratch. Um, and now you can just duplicate it. Oh, nice. Fabulous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we needed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you're selecting the ads to put in your ad group, you can select more than one at a time. So you just look through your, your pins, click, 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 and you can adjust the URLs if you want to and just add them right in. It's um, so, so much easier now, but it's the reporting really excites me <laughs> because that's where your results are. Uh, it used yeah. to be that you could create a custom dashboard 
But anytime they'd update anything, they'd lose your custom dashboard. And it was just very, very confusing. So now they have made it very simple to see the information that you need and to start running ads really fast. Um, another thing they've changed is before when you wanted to change the placement of your ad. So the placement options were browse or search. So your, your ad could go just in people's home feeds or, or other related feeds, or it could only appear when people type in a search phrase, or you could do both. But previously, your entire campaign would have to be the same placement. Now they've made it so that you can target just an ad group with a certain kind of placement, which really makes a lot of sense to have all your targeting right in, in the ad group level, which is pretty neat. Oh, yeah. yeah that Very Facebook-esque. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're always adding. It's um it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh what other updates do they have in here? Let's see. Those are my absolute favorite because they're huge time savers. Um they've really kind of been around for a while. Yeah, there's um, a lot of little thing, ones, like you said. Yeah. But one thing that you can do is you can launch a campaign on pause. So if you know, you could always set it on a schedule. So right, so start it a week out. But if if you like, I want to review it, or I want my client to review it, or someone else to just look it over before it starts, you can just have it on pause when it launches, which mm. is kind of kind of nice um, to keep you out of mistakenly launching something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but really the duplicate thing, huge time saver because now that you can look at your dashboard to see what's really working, what's converting for you, you can just duplicate that ad group, you know, change out the, co the content in it because your targeting is working. That's, that's kind of where I'm most excited. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So then the other yeah. uh, kind of stuff that we've got going on here in terms yeah. of uh, Pinterest updates is Pinterest is adding new ways to shop. And then after we talk about that, we're going to talk about this new following, uh, this, this tab feed yeah. thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so shop the look is something that used to you used to have to go through a third party provider, right? So you could add a tag on your product and it would help people to see whether the item was in stock and what the cost was. Um, and then it'll take you right to the, the listing. Now anybody can do it. So you have to upload the pin and then you just add the little tag and the link to the product. Uh, and then it pulls up when you someone looks at your product products like this, more like this, um, but they're just making it easier to shop in Pinterest. What they've taken away when they did this was viable pins, which is where you could purchase right inside Pinterest, right? So you still own the sale, but it would happen all on Pinterest. They removed that and replaced it directly <laughs> with product pins, okay. which is cool. Anybody, anybody can do it. Now, I say if you have a huge catalog you want to update or uh, upload, you probably still want to work with someone like Olapic. Um, because they can make that a lot faster for you. But if you don't have too many, you can upload them separately. So you just go to the regular old up, upload a pin, put your image in, put your URL in, and it's pretty cool. So and that's really the time and that's for really, holidays. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's really the, the crux of it right there is just they've changed it from the one way it used to be to the new way here. Yeah, yeah. With that phasing out the buyable pins, in other words. Right, right. And they've made it more prominent. So there's a, in the feed, you can sort by just product pins, which is nice. If you see a product pin and you're like, oh, I like that, but I kind of want more, you can hold on the pin, click the little product tab, and it will take you to a feed of more products like that. So it's kind of skipping that oh. in between steps. 
Yeah. So, and, and on products like uh, fashion and home, um, they're adding in a lot more customized recommendations for you. So I think they're really trying to make it more practical to shop on Pinterest. Um, because I think in the past, it's been a, a little frustrating for some people when you click on an image because you want that thing and it takes you somewhere where you, you can't find that thing, <laughs> right? So when you see a product pin, you're going to know, if I want this, I can buy this. It's not going to, I'm not going to have to go searching. Now, is this something that's rolled out now and is available, like say, you, you, like you said, for the holidays or? Yes, it is available now. I think it's just for the U.S., but I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it says iOS, rolling out to iOS in the USA today and soon on the yeah. Android app. Yeah, so. yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to make a big difference for people who actually who really want to act on the pins that they save. Very mm. cool. All right, so let's talk about this new, um, what is it called again? It's the called follower the follower feed. Yeah, the following tab feed. Following tab, yeah. <laughs> yes. So if you click on the little icon with the people, if you're on mobile, and you can do this on desktop as well, but you're going to see a chronological listing of the pins from the people that you follow. So this came out in March, but what they have changed just a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday um, is the way that it looks on your on mobile it looks a little bit like instagram right so you just have one pin taking up the whole screen um which really leads to more of a browsing experience on pinterest than what you might have before where you just kind of flip through things now you can you can kind of look at each one and if you look at the timestamps on them they do appear to be completely chronological um so it's a different way to look at the content from the people that you follow which is pretty cool very cool. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like giving you more control over your Pinterest browsing. Yeah. Yeah. I, specifically for the people that you want that you're following. Right. Right. It's, um, it's the way it used to be, right. Except now when we're looking at the follower tab, um, it's just one pin at a time, which I think is nice to give more attention to each piece of content that goes out, which, which I think really um, means that we as pinners need to be a bit more conscious of when we pin right so we should be pinning when our followers are likely to be engaged right so our pin doesn't get missed because who's going to scroll for three hours that somebody might but we're <laughs> probably not <laughs> and you probably also definitely do not want someone who's looking at their follower tab or feed to see all of your pins in a row and nobody else's because that gets annoying and then they unfollow you <laughs> yeah so, yeah. so that gets that that raises the question because I know from multiple people, you, Jeff, and others, that pinning, almost constant pinning. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but pinning often and repinning, yeah. etc., is a good thing. So, how does this affect that? It is a good thing, and I think it means that it, that's even more important. You know, as they make the follower tab more useful to their users, I think more people will adopt it, and it will get more activity. So we need to make sure that as we're appearing in people's follower tabs, our pins not only are of great quality, but also are not repeated too often, right? Often enough so that we're top of mind, right? So they say, oh, there's another pin from Jeff, there's another pin from Eric, there's one from Kim. You know, maybe people start to recognize you, but it's not like, oh, Eric is on this pinning binge. I got to get him off my feed. Because <laughs> you know you do that. <laughs> Yeah. I can't help it. I gotta get my fix of Martha Stewart. 
I know, so. <laughs> I know. I, I feel you, but you have to try to tone it down just a little bit or else you're going to be kicked off the feed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, right. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's important to, to think about this from a user perspective. And I, I think it's, it's great that we can talk about that uh, so we can adjust our own tactics, take advantage of it. Yeah. So cool. is this is this out there now? It seems to be saying that it's mm-hmm. rolling out now, which maybe yeah. that's like Instagram where they say it's rolling out now, but that's like who knows? For some people, right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't have all the stuff we talked about today. I had everything but one, and this one I have. So so who oh. knows? Yes, yeah. rolling out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as some people have said in the chat, uh, probably only to the U.S. So. Mm. We'll yes, but Pinterest did release promoted pins to France this week. So oh, there you go. Yeah, we have some movement on that. Very cool. Yeah. So all right. Well, that that is all of it. So Alisa, okay. thank you so much for being here. Thanks Where for can having me. Find you uh, when they're not seeing you on Pinterest. <laughs> well, these days I'm most often blogging at Tailwind. So blog.tailwindapps.com. Very and cool. I will be at Social Media Marketing World speaking about Pinterest advertising. Yes. Awesome. Say hi. Okay. Yay. Awesome. Yay. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye, Lisa. You too. See you Bye. next time. Yeah. Bye. All right. So again, she brought it up. So I'll, I'll say something else about it. Social Media Marketing World 2019. Uh, we will see you there. If you join us, we will hate it if we miss you. But uh, there's a sale that's ending today. And so go over to smmw19.com to find out more about this 7,000 fellow marketer filled mega conference. It's going to inspire you. It's going to empower you. I don't ever walk away without feeling encouraged and uh, my mind exploded off contact with people, networking with people, with content, with speakers, Mm -hmm. With everybody, it's just, it's great. So again, smmw19.com. That is our show. Before we get to the end, I want to say that uh, in last week's episode, it was accidentally said that Michael Stelzner said live video was dead. And this was not what Michael uh, has said. And so to hear what Mike did say about long form video on Facebook specifically, please check out his last appearance on this podcast. I think that will be about two episodes in the past, maybe three, but not that much further. So go check that out. Uh, As usual, find out all the details, links, notes, everything that we discussed about in today's uh, show. You can find it at the Social Media Marketing World Talk Show Recap. It publishes on Saturdays at socialmediaexaminer.com. Thank you again to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts. Grace Duffy for being an awesome show producer. Kim, thanks for being a great co-host. And... If you are joining us live, please share this show with somebody. Let them know that they can join us live and get this on their calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Or if you're listening to this as a podcast, join us live or share this podcast with somebody. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that people need to know about the latest social media marketing news. Our next show will be next week, Friday, November 16th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there or listen to you listen to us right after. I don't know how that works. Podcasting is magic. So until then, we will see you next week and uh, have a great weekend. See ya. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. 
Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.